the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, and welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, are you are you finally set up, Taylor? I think so. Are you good? I, I mean, you're so. with me, but are I'm you with here, me? I'm here physically. Mentally, is still loading. It's got the little like loading circle, and she's going around and around. <laughs> it's really annoying. Gosh. But it's okay. It's fine. We can get through this. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome into another show. Hey, even the. Cor- <laughs> Even the coronavirus cannot keep us away. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's keeping everything else away. <laughs> Goodness, I have a list here. It just, uh, you know, Taylor asked me before, we don't have a calendar of events. I said, well, it's because everything's canceled. <laughs> but this is, okay, I, I get a lot of people asking, <laughs> do you ever take phone calls? And I say, yeah, occasionally, but, you know, this, this, is, this is so guest-driven and content-driven that it's hard to... And most of the time we don't have that open time, but we do today. We don't have any guests today. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But if you want to be part, yeah. if you want to be part of it, and really from this standpoint, I'm I'm going to try not to get political today about the coronavirus or anything. Um, but you know, if, if you're listening out there, and really from a calendar event standpoint, pretty much everything's been canceled, mm-hmm. and and things that I couldn't confirm, <clears throat> I didn't even bother in turning into today's show. So if you're out there and you know of something that is going on that is okay, let's let's at least try to be outdoor related. We can be a foodie. It can be a foodie event. It can be. Uh, it can be. Yep. The number if you want to call in and talk to Paul uh, and talk to us on the air or if you just want to text in, uh it's 877-235-9405. 877-235-9405. If you know of something going on that hasn't been canceled that people can get out to because I tell you what there's a lot of people that are going to be really searching for things to do. Yeah. With all that's been canceled, and if if you've got something going on, it could be a prime time for you to pick up a lot of people coming to your event because yours is still going. Mhm. And or if you just want to talk about something. Yeah, if you, if you want to something, talk about something. Do you have questions on or something you want to discuss? I mean, feel free. And this this is this is when all the people who have been after me to have a live call-in show <laughs> are not going to call in. But just scaredy cats. <laughs> it's just us. That's right. It's just us. Talking you see how us. much fun we have. Yeah, we do have a lot of fun. <laughs> I think we okay. have too much fun sometimes. We do. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't. I'm not going to make light of the coronavirus because, frankly, I don't know that. Well, I'm not going to go there. I, I think a lot of people have lost their minds over this, or not lost their minds. I think they have. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Not going to go there. But let's put it this way. Chuck Norris has been exposed to the coronavirus. The virus is now in quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> Everybody you, laughs. You know, you it's know okay. It, you know it's good when your radio engineer is over back there cracking up and almost falls back out of his chair. I, Did, yeah, I, I love that one myself. <laughs> Did you know that Chuck Norris turned 80 last wow. week? Wow. I saw that. 80 years old. 
And he's still out there kicking Toyota Tundras around on the TV and doing the, hang on a second, what's the little thing for QT he's doing? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, he's doing QT commercials, quick trip commercials. Yeah. About the little snackles. The snackle. That's it. Snackle. Yes. Thank you, Chuck Norris, for, 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 for bringing a little levity to our lives. Oh, man. Okay. Coronavirus stuff. Okay, I don't know enough about it. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a virologist. I don't, you know, uh, I'm an accountant who has an outdoor radio show because I enjoy doing it. <laughs> and I have a daughter that's with me. Speaking of the daughter over here, she turned 16. Sweet that, 16? I don't know, Dad. When is my birthday? When 17. is my birthday? So Sunday's the 15th, 16th. So Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, it is Tuesday. I will be at school on Tuesday. So. Good for you. That's where you ought to be. Yeah. Yes, my, my co-host will be turning Sweet 16 on <laughs> oh. on uh, Tuesday. Happy birthday. Thank you. You had your big party last year, remember? I did. Okay. So this time she had her big She had her big 16 party last year when she was 15. 15. So she could include all her friends who were graduating high school and going off to college. Oh, that worked. <clears throat> so now yeah. I'm just basically quarantined to my room. That's right. You don't, you don't get You don't get And this, actually, I have to, I have to go through this because I realized this when I was prepping. This show is six years old today. Wow. I guess next year would be six years on the show. Next week would be six years on the show. So six years old. That's six years I've been doing this, and it's, it just gets – it's more fun every every day, it seems like. Mm-hmm. There's some stressful times. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> Some stressful times like the classic. and. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah. days when it's like, uh, but most of the time it's really, really neat. And, and I enjoy it. Uh, I got I got to thank a lot of people right here, right quick. Just give me a few minutes. Uh, Lori Knobloch, who used to be here at Salem, who wrote me into this, <laughs> literally. Wasn't uh, she nice? She was great. I talked to her the other day. She's still nice. Uh, <laughs> well, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. Uh, Joey Hudson. Uh, you know, there, we had several meetings before we went on the air about, you know, just how to run a radio show. And I knew a lot from listening to talk radio for most of my life. Uh, so Joey's helped me a lot. Appreciate that, Joey. Um, Angelo Mack, the man behind the microphone who helps me out on a weekly basis when I need to record something or need help with something. He has been there and has just done an incredible job. He's the greatest. He's got Josh Titris, who's the station engineer here, who has helped us work through all the live remote setups <laughs> and computer boxes and all this stuff. He still has all his hair. He still has all his hair. It, it, just just one client like me doesn't mean he'll pull it all out. He's going to have at least more than one. Um, but Paul Lindsay, who is, you know, D- at first it was Dave Nichols. Dave Nichols was here for, for, for years, and uh, Dave's teaching North Greenville and, and got a son guy. now. And, He's a and, busy guy. But Dave Nichols was here for so long, and, and now we got Paul Lindsay. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, so thanks to all those people. Thanks to you listeners. Who tune in, I won't say every week because, you know, look, people have lives. They do things. And, <laughs> and also, if you listen from time to time, thanks. Thanks to my sponsors, Department of Natural Resources, been on for the GS Mechanical. Um, gosh. Level rods. Le- yeah, Anthony with Level Rods, people that give us stuff to give away. Um, gosh, my mind is going blank here. Visit I mean- Anderson. Neil Paul with Visit Anderson, great sponsor of the show, uh, Crown of the Carolinas. Um, this just a lot of people. So thank you all for, for making this what started out as kind of a 
wow, I've never done a radio show. Let's see what happens to <laughs> to this. So I appreciate it. But, yeah, on this, <laughs> and we want to attribute this to Visit Anderson, our Green Pond Landing Event Center, but here's just a rundown of all the things that we can't. Some, some of you know about. The Palm Beach Boat Show, the Houston Livestock Show, NASCAR races. That'll hurt six people. <laughs> Did I just say that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> six people are going to be upset about NASCAR. <laughs> Uh, NCAA tournament. I understand Duke was the, kind of the one behind that. Uh, I was the, supposed to go to that. The yeah. 27th. I was supposed to go. NBA season. Um, March Madness will be March Sadness for me. Yes. Home. And I mean, what's, what's a bat, what's a college basketball game without the noise factor? Exactly. <laughs> Neil, enjoying watching your show. People here in Columbia have hoarded toilet paper and paper towels. However, Lowe's Home Improvement Store has plenty. There you go. Hey, hunter and fish. Guys who hunt and fish. They have toilet paper stashes all over the place, you know, in boats, in cars, in day packs, all over. There is no, there is no possibility of a guy who really is a hunter ever running out of toilet paper. Sorry, we have, we probably have stashes in the woods. And then there are your socks. <clears throat> okay, uh, the Win- Winnebago, Nebraska turkey season, Major League Baseball. The Foothills Cutie May Oyster Rose, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, ACC. Air shows in California, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Broadway shows. Florida Sportsman's Expo. March Madness, Disneyland, the Harry Hampton Wildlife Fundraiser in Columbia. National R3 Symposium. Georgia High School Fishing. Uh, attendance limited MLF and FLW tournaments. The Bass Lake Chickamauga Elite. The Bass Elite Chickamauga tournament has been postponed again. And we're waiting on the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic. Say they should have an announcement Tuesday. All right. Hang on through the break. We're going to get some better stuff on the other side. And look, nobody's called or texted. Wake up, people. All right. We'll see back on the other side of more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Gotta love it. Everybody on Facebook Live is going, would he stop doing that? That's just really. I, I feel Okay. I, feel. <laughs> I have to live with it. You have to live with it. I just enjoy music. Sorry. Breaking news on the coronavirus front. You ready for this? Breaking news. This just came up in a, in a feed I was looking at. Getting outdoors not canceled. Music. Not canceled. Family, not canceled. Reading, not canceled. Singing, not canceled. Laughing, not canceled. Hope, not canceled. Let's embrace what we have. Good news. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. And there's another one, too. I was going to say this one later, but with most events and sports contests being canceled, right now is a great opportunity to get outside. Go on a walk in the woods, buy a fishing or hunting license, and enjoy Mother Nature. One of the best parts of living in America is our public land availability. Use them. If you don't know where they are or how to start, get a hold of me here. I'll be happy to point you in the right direction because it's all out there. And that stuff is out there. I was out there yesterday and a little bit this morning. I mean, just talk about putting the world back in perspective. A few fish out of the pond, riding the tractor, playing in the dirt just a little bit, and... Man, life is good again. Where were you? 
I was home doing homework. Because <laughs> for those of you that are getting ready for finals, well, I'm getting ready for finals early for one of my co-ops. So I was home studying, and he's sending me pictures of all these bass and like. Nothing huge, but like you know. It. And then he he tells me right before he leaves. I asked him, "What, what do you plan on doing, Dad? Like what? Nothing." What do and he goes. Hopefully nothing. We'll probably just take a nap or something. And I sends me a picture like an hour later, and he's on the tractor. And I'm like, what are you? I thought you said you weren't going to do anything. I'm not doing anything. Riding the tractor is not doing anything. It's just, just playing the dirt. <laughs> he said, See? what did you say? You said, you said, riding the tractor would seem like the easiest thing to do. Yeah. If you're going to do something productive. <laughs> With the least amount of effort, riding the tractor is it. <laughs> Reaching down to pull the, the hydro PTO on and off as I ran the tiller. I just squared up a few little food plots, opened up some more area for one of the others, and just kind of getting a jump on spring, which is, hey, now's the time to do it. I often wondered why hunt clubs wait till August to do fit work days. Now's the time to do work days. Mm-hmm. January, February, March, and April. I understand a lot of them, the, the leases don't come up, you know, but June, and so you don't know who's going to be there July, and, you know, I understand that. But, man, I tell you, if you got the opportunity to work outside now, Now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. The one extension or postponement that we haven't talked about that I'm fervently waiting on is the IRS. I'm waiting. Let's talk about it. It's probably coming. Those of you out there haven't done your tax returns yet, you know, you could get a few more. You did forget something else was canceled, though. What? The archery in schools program. Yeah, state the, the state NAS championships have been canceled this year. That's big. That's big. That's big because that gets... People qualified to go to nationals, and at nationals, people qualified to go to world. So I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how Charlotte's gonna handle that one. That's thrown off the entire season. It is, but I'm sure they've got a backup plan. I hope they have a backup plan. I See, do no, too. Nobody's calling or texting. All these people are after me all the time. Hey, hey, call in, show me. Should we, we should talk we, about anything you want to talk here, about? We can on your computer. We can put the number eight seven seven two three five ninety four zero five. Slow down and say that one more eight, time. Eight seven. Okay, speed it up seven, a little bit. Seven. Okay. All you scaredy cats, go ahead and call. Shall him. I give the number? Go ahead, you can get, go ahead, Paul. Eight seven seven two three five nine four zero five. There's your official radio voice. And if you're, and if you're uh, wondering, Taylor and I had a discussion. Yeah, yes, we that, did. We did. did. Okay. If you're All wondering, right. he really does sound like that in real life sometimes. He does. Oh, he well, cleans up you. to his thing. Okay. You're welcome. If you're looking for a place to go outside, and Taylor, we're getting, we're gonna get t- turkey season. We promise yeah. you. Um. I went in just for the heck of it and printed off a list of South Carolina State Parks. Because there's going to be, look, a lot of you going to have a lot of time on your hands without sports on TV, you know, over the next few. And I look at, this is an opportunity, people. This is an opportunity. You're not missing anything. It's not like you got to choose between March Madness and, and going outside. What, By the way, March Madness has a special place in my heart because if it weren't for March Madness, your mom and I might. I mean, that's where we did, that's where we, we were on two separate dates together. She was somebody else and me was somebody else. And it, that's when it just, to me, it just said, something's wrong here. She needs to be on a date with me. So yeah, you can ask her. How about did it I not know that? I don't that. know. But yeah, so March Madness. Inquiring minds want to know. No, 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 no. That's okay. We were at the Hilton. We were at I the love Hilton the look on her bar. face, by the way. Yeah. Um, anyway, so March Madness, I understand that. I get it, but you're not going to be missing anything. So look. Here, just quickly, there's 46 state parks in South Carolina. Some of them have been established since like the 1930s, okay? I think 40, or maybe there's 47 of them. I won't count them. But like all but one of them have water attached to them. 
They've got a lake. They're on a river or something. So there's an opportunity not only to get out there and walk, hike, get some fresh air, kind of reset, check out from the news reports or whatever else, and, and do some fishing or whatever, but it's a list. And a lot of them are kind of neat. Aiken State Park. Andrew Jackson State Park is, is having a big thing. And I'm not sure. Like I said, I couldn't confirm this. I don't want anybody to show up over there and, and not, you know, but Andrew Jackson State Park was having a big celebration for Andrew Jackson's birthday. Um, that's in Lancaster. McCormick County has Baker. Barnwell State Park in Barnwell. Caesars Head in Greenville. Calhoun Falls, Abbeville. Charlestown Landing in Charleston. Sherall State Park. And as far as I know, nothing has come across saying state parks are closed. Uh, well, I better, I better look at this right quick. SC State. Definitely Lancaster because there, there is. Uh, well, they shut down the schools over there, but I don't know that the state park is closed. They shut the Kershaw and Lancaster County schools are 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 uh, have been closed. Yeah. yeah, I think for a couple of weeks. If yeah, I'm a couple of weeks. Yeah, there is nothing on. Yeah, there's nothing on the South Carolina State Parks website to say anything has been canceled, they're shut down or anything. So let's go on. Uh, Chester State Park has a great lake to fish. And some of these range in like uh, 35 acres. There's some that are 7,000 acres. Sherall State Park in Chesterfield, 7,362 acres. Uh, Colonial Dorchester and Dorchester. Croft State Park in Spartanburg is 7,000 acres. Devil's Fork, 622. Drear Island in Columbia. On Lake Murray, Edisto Beach State Park, Givens Ferry, H. Cooper Black is 7,000. If you want to go see a bird dog field trial or ride your horses, that's the place to go. Hickory Knob, Hunting Island in Beaufort, Huntington Beach State Park, Georgetown, Jones Gap in Greenville, Kiwi Toxway in Pickens, Kings Mountain in Chester, Cherokee in York County, Lake Greenwood in Greenwood, Lake Hartwell in O'County, Water River in Fairfield County, Lee State Park in Lee, Little PD in Dillon, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach State Park, Oconee State Park, Oconee Station State Historic Site, Paris Mountain, right here, right in the outskirts of Greenville, 1,500 acres. Rose Hill over in Unions, 44, one of the smallest. Santee, 2,500 acres. Sesquicentennial State Park, right there in the outskirts of Columbia, 1,400 acres. Table Rock, 3,000 acres. Woods Bay and Clarendon, Florence and Sumter County, 1,590 acres. So, look, there's plenty of places for you to, like I said, this is an opportunity. You're not missing anything by being outdoors unless you're missing whatever you have on TiVo. You're watching it again. So I look at this as an opportunity to get out there and enjoy something without missing what you normally miss this time of the year. Who knows? You may enjoy it so much, you might not care about the other stuff. You can only hope. All right. Do we want to get, we want to save turkeys till next, because turkey season is upon us. Youth days are this weekend in South Carolina. Are they? And turkey season has not been canceled. Contrary to the things <laughs> you're seeing on, contrary to the things you're thinking on Facebook that says turkey season has been canceled all except for me. So everybody else just stay inside. That's okay. You got to read between the lines on those. <laughs> one I was going to say. Yeah. One thing that has not been canceled, and I love this so far anyway, is the American Sport Fishing Association, ICAST, sent out a press release um, said they're monitoring things, but they understand the time and commitment it takes to exhibit it and attend the show in Orlando. Um, they met in Birmingham, and the message they want everyone to hear is that ICAST will go on as planned. 
Of course, they're at the mercy of the Orange County Convention Center, CDC, Florida Department of Health, et cetera, et cetera. But as of now, ICAST is a go. That's, That's good. good. That's really good. And hey, <laughs> the, uh, not that any of you can participate, but, um, the Azalea Cup is on. Neil had a great idea last night. We're going to, we're going to fish the Azalea Cup. We're going to make it a two day thing. Greenfish Tackle is going to host an expo the night before. We're going to have a dinner of champions. Ooh, John Hare and them. Yeah, we're going to have a oh, dinner of fun. champions the night before. And then we're going to go out and fish, and Davey Height and Geddes Brannon are going to do Bass Live. <laughs> so, yes, there uh, is a okay. fishing tournament anything, that is going to happen. Anything with Geddes Brannon in it is going to be entertaining. It is. So, I promise you, folks. The world is not coming to an end. No, it's not. And and there's, you know, I just just for the fun of it, I had I had an article on on kids getting dirty. Five reasons to let your child play in the dirt. Do you want to jump in those puddles? Given the choice, many kids will say yes. Others will fail to answer and jump straight in. This may be hard to hear. The germs, the mess, the task of cleaning up. But did you know that allowing children to play in the dirt is important to their development and their health? Five reasons. Ready? Lower stress levels. Free unstructured outdoor playtime is great fun, and it can also help relieve stress and anxiety. A study by the University of Queensland suggests that people who visit state parks or visit parks for 30 minutes or more each week are much less likely to have poor mental health than those who don't. Keep them active. Number two, when allowed to play in the dirt, your children are likely to be running, jumping, crawling, cartwheeling through it, and not just making mud pies. The activity is highly important to child development. Influx of vitamin D, playing outside in the dirt, will often mean more time in the sun. Influx of vitamin D, and sun is sun. It's important, but let them get out there. Boost their immune system. Research that shows that playing in or even eating the dirt can strengthen your immune systems, which is why I've got a cast iron one. Uh, happiness is priceless. It only takes a second to smile on your child's face as they run, jump, and skip. Carefree reinforces playing in the dirt is fun. All right. When we come back, we got some turkey season stuff. We got some Bassmaster stuff too. We got some stuff on coyotes in there. How much venison does a coyote eat? So, hang on through the break. Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Frank Hyla. Yep, Frank joined us from, I assume, from Illinois. Appreciate that, Frank. We missed you at the Classic. Yeah, we missed all our Shimano people at the Classic. Felt lost. It's like, where am I? Where am I? I'm supposed to be somewhere. I'm supposed to be somewhere, but I don't know where. Classic was pretty good. You got to talk to Bobby yes. Murray. I did. The winner of the first Classic, and he can talk. He can, and I loved hearing. I could, he's one of those people that I could just, li- I could just sit down and listen to his stories and talk. And, like, talk to him about it. Bobby Murray won the first Bassmaster Classic, and he was there at the Classic this year, which is really With cool. With his trophy. With the trophy and a lot of stories. Yep. And y'all had a, y'all carried on a rather animated conversation there <laughs> for a so while. so fun. Oh, my <laughs> word. <laughs> so, tell us about, okay, we, we, we were broadcast live. We broadcast live from Birmingham Saturday, last yeah. Saturday. That was a, we were a little, we were a little frazzled. Yeah, it was, sometimes, <laughs> some of those live remotes just get that way. Yeah. Um. But anyway, take us to in in five minutes. Okay. 
Okay. Classic recap. So, well, I mean, Saturday, of course, we did the live show. Um, weigh-in was very good, as always. Um, the, the thing with the classy is there's just so much to see and so much to do. And, like, of course, Dave Mercer puts on a great show. We yeah. love seeing him. The expo was, I don't know, it was... It was very two spread level, out. Two levels over there, a hall here. Yeah. You go down to another hall and then up to another hall. I mean, it was... It was very spread out and very stressful to try and find out where you're supposed to be. And it was shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> yeah. There were... there. It surprised me because there were a lot more people at the expo than there were at the weigh-ins. Yeah. Well, they, they said a lot of times that, that Birmingham hasn't had a weekend free of rain in like seven weeks. Mm. So they were saying a lot of people may have just opted to... Yeah. Hang out outside. But the, the expo was, and of course, a lot of people buying a lot of stuff at the expo. Yeah. AFCO was one of the busiest. Yeah. AFCO was very, very busy. Stopped by there a couple of times to see everybody, and they were stressed and busy. And But that, that's the good. fun thing about these things. You get to see people you don't get to see normally. And like yeah. we saw Clifford Weedman. Who, oh, well, Clifford was on Saturday. Yeah, but if y'all know, he's my buddy. Yeah. I love Clifford. And we, I think we almost pushed out over the edge at dinner. Um, we went to, oh, what was it, Dreamland, Dreamland Barbecue? Barbecue. We went with Neil Paul, and it was the five of us, and I think that was the best time I've had in a while. Mom leaned over to me and said, I feel like I'm back in high school with two <laughs> brothers. <laughs> but It was good. Yeah, it was good. But was good. that night couldn't last for long because we had to be up pretty early the next morning early to make morning. it to launch. Hour um, and 20 minutes from Birmingham yeah. to Lake Gunnersville. We were actually in front of Jay Willie. Yeah. And we had to behind let him. John Cruz. Yeah, we were behind John Cruz, and we were who else were we behind? There was I don't know three or four boats up ahead of us. Greg De Palma was. Greg De Palma was one of us. Yep. Um, very chilly, a lot chillier than I thought it was gonna be. It was cold. It was in the thirties. But you you said oh it's no big deal it's not cold at all. It's not when you reference the 2015 <laughs> classic on Lake Hartwell yeah, where that, it was 12 degrees yeah. everything else pales in consideration. Uh huh. Yes, comparison. Well, I thought it was cold. It wasn't. Um. Okay. Well, if you watched either Dad's live or my live, my outdoor account was not working at that time, so I was doing live on my main account. But if y'all watched it, we did get to go out on the dock, see some of the pros, yep. um, got to watch the top six launch, and then there were everybody else. Um, th- people stayed fairly close. I mean, yeah. John, John, not John Cruz, uh, Hank Cherry was, was at the bridge. At the we bridge. almost had a wreck going in and coming across the bridge because <laughs> so many people were stopped on the side of the road. And just like pulling over. And, and he's he had, right there. I he mean, had he's... like eight locals like on him, like up against the bridge. I was amazed how close they were to it. Yeah. I really was. Yeah. But we did get to go out and follow around Greg De Palma, which was very, and very cool. And who else was there? Todd Alton was Todd there Todd Alton well. was fishing. Todd and, and, uh, and Greg were kind of sharing the same stretch of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got some great pictures, by the way. I did. I actually, guys, I, I can shoot pictures. Imagine that. It was one of those mornings where you know, we were on the, the west side of the angler. The sun was coming up. Of course, the air was warmer than the water, so you had some we fog had some, coming up. Yep. And uh, the water was slick, calm, except for you know when they'd hit the trolling motor, you get some waves coming mm-hmm. off, so you get some ripples and all. And it was just one of those magical moments if you're a, if you're a person that likes to take pictures. It was one of those moments, and, and, and um, oh, gosh, his name just left me. Our good friend from Atlanta who was out there with us, Shane, thinking, Durant. Shane Durant. Shane was out there, and he goes, he goes, I wanted three things. He said, I wanted a sunrise that wasn't just, you know, brilliant, because we had some high overcast, some, mm-hmm. some cloud cover that just broke the sun up enough to make it not as, as hard to shoot with. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 Todd Alton, and then a fish jump. And he said he caught like a four pounder right off, and it yep. jumped up. And he says it was just one of those mornings. If you're a if you're a person that likes to take pictures, and you're out on the water, you know what I'm talking about. And you know, I guess it wasn't just a good morning for photographers because Mr. Hank Cherry racked up those pounds that he day. He did. He led the tournament through all three. Wire days. to wire. Yep. First win. You know, he he had the winning fish on in another classic, and I forget which one it was, and lost it. One that would have won him the his first classic, and mm-hmm. so redemption is always a good thing. And he was already out there because he was 2013 Elite Series Rookie of the yeah. Year. Yep. Um, I think people love seeing him because he is from North Carolina. North Carolina, right across. close. He's from Lincoln, yep. or Lincoln, Lincolnton. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, but it was, I mean, I think it was a great classic. It was a great classic. Gunnersville is a unique lake, and I think the weather played with us a little bit, but I think it finally, end of the day, was a good. The weather didn't play with you, it only played with me. Played, okay, but I'm talking <laughs> in general. <laughs> talking to pros. If you did not tune in last week. <laughs> Last Saturday, I felt like I had been beat up one side and down looked, the other by like two by too. four. He looked like it, too. The way he was walking, he kind of was like, Well, I, mar- I marshaled for Patrick on Friday, and the wind was blowing 25 miles an hour, and I'm sorry you're going to get beat up in a day like that. But it was a good one. Good classic. If you don't, if, you, if you've if you ever wanted to go to classic, go. <laughs> it's it's, it's a one it. it's a it's a It's a unique place to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. On to more. There's a study came out. QDMA, how much venison are coyotes eating? A lot of debate on coyotes. A lot of people got their own, you know, what up foot force for coyotes. There's people out there who say we just need to live with them, and we're going to have to by default. We can't get rid of them. But uh, the effects on wildlife. Kitty May came out with this. Uh, many deer hunters must now consider potential impacts of coyote predation on local deer herds. Historically confined in the western United States, they've expanded and are now common everywhere. Uh, now's the time if you want to do some coyote control, now's their mating season. And this is the time they're really active. And they will be active on into when the fawns are dropping in April and May, which is why these three months are critical. March, April, May, and into June are critical. There's two, uh, two types of coyotes. There are the, um, uh-oh, gotta turn to the next page. And I hate this thing printed front to back. Two types of coyotes, residents and transients. Residents maintain territories that average about seven square miles. And this came from a three-year study, so this is not necessarily here in South Carolina, but just generally. Uh, whereas transients move around the landscape looking for open territories, typically using more than 25 square miles. Some of these transients traveled hundreds of miles before either dying or finding a territory. We found that when a resident was shot, trapped, or otherwise killed, a transient quickly filled the void. Think days of w- or weeks, not months. We also know that more than 35% of all coyotes on the landscape were transients, which has significant implications for managers attap- attempting to trap and remove coyotes. If you remove a transient, you've done nothing to impact the local dynamics, dynamics of the coyote population relative to influences on deer and other species. If you remove a resident, you can rest assured that a transient will fill that void quickly. And in nature, you get, we all got to understand, nature will reach a, a balance of its own. That balance will work itself out in nature. The problem is, is we as humans, we hunters, we have to figure out where we fit in, mm-hmm. where we fit in. So, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. What, uh, and oh, that's okay. I'm not going to, okay. what's on the menu. Okay. For deer, for deer managers and hunters, for most 
perhaps the most interesting findings from our work relates to what resident coyotes eat. Once we identified resident packs using GPS data, then we de delineated their territories. Uh, previous research has shown that if you collect scat from within known territories of resident animals, it's highly unlikely that you'll collect scat from coyotes other than those residents maintaining that territory. So here's what we got. Here's what we got here. And it lays it out in a monthly frequency of occurrence by month of major prey items of resident coyotes in Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Okay, you ready? Uh, deer, 50% of their diet in January, 45% in February, 42% March, 38% April. In May, that jumps to almost 60%. They're eating venison 60% of the time. 60% of their diet in May is our white-tailed deer. June, 40%. July, 35%. August, 30%. September, 30%. October, 30%. November, 50% again. December, 35% again. So that tells you that for the most part, probably 40 to 45% of a coyote's diet is venison. Now, other times of the year, what are they eating? Oh, gosh, they're eating, uh, and it even broke it down into adults and fawns. Um, adult deer, most of the year, May, June, and July, fawns outrank adult deer by like twice. Which is when the, the, you know, which is when your fawns are hitting the ground and the coyotes are feeding their own growing families. So this has got a lot more. Go, go to the QDMA website. How much venison are coyotes eating? It's by Dr. Mike Chamberlain and Dr. Joey Hinton. Articles dated February 5th of 2020. It's eye opening. Very eye opening. All right. There's the music. We got, uh, about 15 seconds to the break. So hang on through the break. Got more Woods and Water, South Carolina, and some turkey stuff. We're going to get to it. <laughs> we will. We, we will, will get to it. All right. Hang on through the break. More Woods and Water, South Carolina on the other side. Got a little champagne jam going on there. Who is that, Taylor? Oh, Come on. Is that the Dewey Brothers? No. I don't ask the Eagles. Oh no. I don't know. Okay. Just, Just because I guessed two of your songs you were playing the other day doesn't mean I know all of them. Yeah. Our generation's music's catching. Uh. We love it. Okay. Y'all love it, too. Do all right. Know? So turkey season's here. It is. There are some changes. There are some changes. It changes from for several reasons. First from several directions. You know, there, um, the turkey harvest was down slightly again in 2019, uh, a little over 3%. Um, in 2016, we had some changes to the season start dates and all through the South Carolina legislature. And let's remind everybody that changes to our South Carolina game laws, Department of Natural Resources does the work makes the recommendations to the South Carolina legislature who in turn write the legislation and either follow and or don't follow. And I've got a article here, a commentary, South Carolina lawmakers ignore science and research in this last, um, in this last change. But anyway, turkey season's here for better, for worse. Taylor, talk to us about the changes that are coming. Well, so this is, if y'all forgive me, I am a little behind today. I did not uh -oh. really get to uh -oh. do what I normally do because I did get the opportunity to see my sister today. So that was 
Very nice. But my wife texted and said, playing in the dirt works for adults too. That's because some adults never grow up. Like that's because you, yeah, I must say, you know. <laughs> I still like to play in the yeah. dirt and in the water and all that. I just never left like six years old. Go ahead. Um, but this was as of 2019 going into the 2020 season. Right. Um, this, they have extended the season, um, by going from March 20th to May 5th, which was the opening day is 10 days earlier than the past seasons. Um, this is statewide. Nope. This is private land, and then it's different for game zones. Three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Um, but they have increased the number of days um, by 50% for 34 out of 46 counties. Um, these are just to control harvest rates. Um, because of the increase in the season, season length. Um, but they also did reduce the bag limit. Yep. Whereas it was five gobblers, it is now three gobblers, but you can only harvest one of those gobblers within the ten, first 10 days. And, and why, are they, why are they doing this? What's behind all this? And I know you looked at it a little bit. You didn't have time to get through it. But there was a study in South Carolina. There was. It was a three-year study that they did. And it, it showed... That in the and it was done at the Web Center, mm-hmm. uh, along with the Savannah River site, like you call it. So it was a controlled area, huntable area, and then you know the, the, they had some control over it and all. Um, I'm hiding behind my mic up here. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> and the and they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to give those gobblers and hens a chance to breed mm-hmm. before turkey hunters who are very very good. Between guns and loads and everything else, turkey hunters are very, very proficient mm-hmm. at harvesting gobblers. And all they're trying to do here is give them a chance. To spread out. Because they did mention that there are lack of turkeys in general in the coastal plains. And, and, you know, which is hard because I was riding down the road the other day and I saw two separate flocks, one in Spartanburg city limits practically. And, um, you know, so they're out there. People see them. Turkey hunters see them. A lot of people don't. Uh, we have no turkeys where we hunt at all. I mean, there's habitat for them, mm-hmm. but there's just no turkeys. So they're just trying to give this. And I know people are. A lot of people are upset that it now costs five dollars for three tags. Um, look, that's less than lunch a day, and that money is going into turkey research. It's not going into the South Carolina Legislative General Fund. It's staying with the Wildlife Department. It's being spent more research. Um, anyway, so give us give us the season dates and bag limits for people. So for residents, um, three gobblers per season. Um, no more than one gobbler per day, and that is again, we're staying in within the ten, the beginning, the first ten days of the season. Okay. Only one. All right. Um, this is from April first to the tenth on private land and in WMAs, um, in game zones one and two. Um, no more than one may be harvested from March twenty second to March thirty first on private land and game zones three and four. Um, non-residents. Two gobblers per season, no more than one gobbler per day, same as residents. Um, no more than one may be harvested from April 1st through 10th on private land and WMAs um, in game zones one and two. 
no more than one of you harvested from March 22nd through March March 31st on private land in game zones three and four. Five dollars for us. What's it cost to non-residents who want to come to South Carolina Turkey in now? It's a hundred dollars for a set of two. So two tags. We get three tags. They get two. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then we we messed up a little bit because we're a little bit behind on this. Um, youth Turkey Days. I think this weekend is a Youth Turkey Weekend, and I, I'm I'm behind because I could I should have had that on my list. But anyway. So there they are. And then, like I said, it's a three-year study. It's a pretty good one. Uh, if you Google it, you know, South Carolina, um, Turkey Research, Department of Natural Resources, it goes. And then we had a, the research was done at the University of, uh-oh. I know I'm going to, I shouldn't say this one. I don't know. Three-year <laughs> Turkey study. Because he was out of LSU. And he's uh he's one of those he's a really good researcher. I can't remember his name. Anyway. If if you go it's a it's a it's actually a um, South Carolina legislative report. It's a PDF of a South Carolina legislative report that you're looking for. And it gives you and read the research. You know, a lot of times as hunters, we we see what we have in our limited world. You know, I would tell you we have no turkeys in South Carolina because I don't have anywhere I hunt. Um, but they're out there. There's plenty of turkeys mm-hmm. in certain spots. Um, I do want to get into this because the research says one thing and the legislature went with another. I've been holding on to this for a while because this came out in June of 19. Um, and this is where voting is important. You know, as sportsmen, we need to vote for those who, who will continue to, to, uh, hold our natural resources in the same esteem and protective custody as, as we do as hunters. Uh, the South Carolina legislature continues to ignore the best available scientific information and the recommendations of natural resource management professionals from setting seasons and bag limits for wild turkeys. The South Carolina state wild game bird. You know that? Hmm. This was done despite the fact that the wild turkey population had been declining over the recent years. In 2015, the legislature enacted Act 41. They set the statewide spring turkey season from March 20th to May 5th. Previously, the season began April 1, and, you know, for most of it, in low country, it opened March 15th. Uh, a group of conservation professionals and turkey hunters expressed concern, and uh, the legislature itself mandated a three-year study, $800,000, three-year study. Research was conducted from 2015 to 2018 by DNR staff and uh, Louisiana State University, uh, they compiled turkey harvest data, nesting and gobbling chronology, and hunter information. And they did some really cool technology with GPS and that sort of thing. I know Charles Ruth, and we talked about this, said the one thing in the world I do not want to be is a hen turkey. The findings were backed up by the Southeastern Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies, which is CEFWA. There are 15 southeastern states plus Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, we just attend, I just attended their meeting in October in uh, Hilton Head. They, they rotate through those 15 states hosting it, and South Carolina hosted it this year. <clears throat> uh, in 2019, the legislation, the legislature, the South Carolina's legislature, ignored the re- recommendations of DNR, CFA, and the results of the research from their own bill, passing a bill that allows turkey hunting in the lowest part of the state from March 22nd through April 30th. 
and the upper state from April 1st through May 10th. With the addition of the one gobbler thing, um, this is not the first instance. Um, you know, this happens regularly with deer baiting. Happened there. Um, so once again, we've been undercut by our own legislature. And what they found was the first, the first instance of successful nesting didn't take place until April the 9th. That was in the low country where it was, you know, the lowest part of the state, say, uh, SRS, the, the furthest possibly south you could do to conduct, conduct a study like this. And, and the reason they conducted it down there was so they could say, this is the warmest part of the state, the earliest in the state. We're going to see what happens here, and then we can translate that, hey, things in the rest of the state will happen later. And that's why they wanted to push it back. And, you know, the legislature wrecked the deer bill that we had. Now, we've gradually gotten there. The first the first white-tailed deer, the Senate bill, S-454, was two does, two bucks. Or was it four and four? Maybe been four and four. Yeah, four does, four bucks. Yeah, it is. The legislature yeah. handed us eight dated doe tags, which just left everybody scratching their heads, and three bucks with an additional two. So just realize when you when these new things come out, don't automatically, like we like to do, jump on the bad wing of, of you know, taking it out against the Department of Natural Resources. They're really, they can make all the recommendations they want, but it's the people that you vote in the office in Columbia who make the final decisions. So anyway, that is turkey season. I kind of want to go. I just don't know where to go. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say you want to go turkey hunting? I kind of want to go turkey hunting. Yeah, how many times have I said I want to go turkey hunting? You're like, nah. Speaking of which, did you know that turkeys in the 1900s, there were about 100,000 of them? Due to hunter restoration efforts, conservation through Pittman-Robertson funds and all, and, and just hunters in general, National Wild Turkey Federation, there are like 7 million wild turkeys today. Wow. We fund it. We fund it. If you want to, if you like wildlife, you ought to thank a hunter. And there, the show. Again, I don't know what we're going to do next week, folks. Didn't know what we're going to do this week. <laughs> it kind Sometimes of sort of comes up on like. And for all these people out there who want me to do live call-ins, well, you just botched it today. <laughs> all right. As always, make time to get out there, take the back roads when you can, and don't forget the camera. We'll be back next week. More woods and water, South Carolina. Thanks for listening. Hit me from behind. I'm gone.